Good morning, good morning. Oh gosh, I thought it was like five something in the morning, Father. It's 334. Jesus. Have your way, God. I'll make sure I keep it down. It's still a little early. Um, God is, you know, so loving, so kind, and He cares about everyone, how everyone feels, how everyone thinks, how everyone is being treated. God cares so much. There are so many people in the world with great personalities and that are being taken advantage of due to them being so sweet and so kind and so loving. And God doesn't take pleasure in any of that. So God took me into a lot of homes tonight and this morning in a vision and dream Let me back it up a bit and say, you know what, Father? Sweet sleep to me is not me just lying down, being comfortable, having good rest. To me, having sweet sleep is to receive such revelation of knowledge. You showing me in other people's homes and in other nations and giving me insight as to what's going on to declare and decree a thing. And so shall it be established unto me. To see other people's lives be changed for the better. To intercede on my neighbor's behalf without them even being aware someone's interceding on their behalf. On their behalf. To me, that is sweet sleep. To be a help. Sweet sleep to me is just to be sweet. You understand? Receive such knowledge while I'm lying down to wake up and bless someone else's life in such a magnificent way. Because to me, that is so magnifying, Father. For you to see everything and you share some of your sight with me. A portion of your sight with me. And I thank you so much. Because the more that we use it, the more it increases and God begins to show us more. He don't give us everything all at one time. And I thank you so much, God, for your gentleness and your mercy and loving kindness. God showed me a lot of businesses And God showed me how it is. See, God took me through the business process. And I saw every business. I mean, it was restaurant businesses, clothing line businesses, all kinds of things. And God showed me how they got started from scratch all the way to where they are. And it it seemed to be a lot of competition and a lot of, you know, restaurants, a lot of competition I mean, God even took me behind closed doors when some people are stealing other recipes. Some people have people snooping inside the restaurant as if they are regular customers. But actually, inside they you know work at another restaurant just to see what kind of ideas do you have to guess your secret recipes so they can take your recipes to steal the customers that you have just to gain a profit. And God was saying to me, if people just, and not saying all, but if those type of people just... Allow me to give them a heavenly download to cause their business to prosper. If they just allow me to give them a heavenly download, if they just have the thought to want to love and want to serve, not want to take, not want to be better, not want to compare, not want to compete, that's not of God, so he cannot be in that type of atmosphere. You understand? God will show me all kinds of places, uh, he showed me from scratch up how to um, 
smoothie places and places that make juice drinks and places that make, you know, soul food, places that make all types of food. It's places that you can, you know, mixtures of food. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything. God show me places with dessert. God show me, you know, places with just great things, great soups and just show me all kinds of downloads. All kinds of downloads. So many heavenly downloads to help you prosper. You don't have to steal someone's recipe. You don't have to sit up and try to figure out how can your business prosper. Give it over to God. So shall your soul prosper. How can your soul prosper? Being glad that everything around you is prosperous. I can open up a business right now. Could have been there that long ago. Certified to work with kids in any age group. Having credentials to be in that field. Even in the food business started out, that was my first job. Making different types of soup to feed the homeless with different homeless with different types of And I should always say, God, I want to help some of these parents out here. Let me lease an office. Let me lease a building just to have some of these parents have some of their kids for a couple of hours or two when I go make their errands. And I would charge them half off the price that people are normally charging just to give them a break. It's not always about the money. It's about the love and serving people in the community. When you serve, trust me, you will prosper. Because how you treat people, how you treat Christ, he's going to make sure it's guaranteed that you prosper. Every time I go in different restaurants, I be want to say so bad, let me take over this joint. Clothing places, let me take over this joint. And I thank God that I've worked a little bit in every different field to know how it is to be. Especially in retail. Hallelujah. Retail's a lot more, it's, it's a lot more easier because you're just getting close, different products that's already been printed and made. You just got to manage the inventory and, and keep up with the sales. But this is what a lot of people mess up at. They come up with great deals for great, you know, food or great prices on different, you know, clothing lines or whatever it is. You start out really great with your prices and you gain a huge amount of people because of your prices and because of the service. And then all of a sudden you begin to hire the prices. Now understand you the more the people, the more you're using your you know products. But let's not go over the top with the prices. You just went a whole step half higher than what it was. It was seven, now it's 14. And you wonder why people are vanishing away, because they might find somewhere that say 13 or 12. You understand? When you start out one way. The way how you serve people, the way how you love people, continue to be that way. And even greater. So much I wanted to lease the office. Y'all don't understand. God was like, no. It's not what I want you to do. 
so quick. So many kids that's, you know, going to places that parents, you know, they have no other choice. What parent want to gladly let their child go in the hands of a stranger just so they could go and go to work or go do what they have to do? No one. And in many of the places I done been to, I don't like what I saw. As a mandate reporter, you have to report what you see that you know you're not supposed to see. So me being so passionate, I addressed the person to make sure I never see that again. I gave you a warning. I just saw what I said. I just saw what you did. I don't like what I saw. Don't do it again. And if I say it again, I will report it. And most of the times, they did not do it again. Some of the times, they tried to do it behind my back. Found out. Had to report it. I'm not here for no friendships. I'm here for the safety of the kids. You're either here to serve the kids, to love the kids, or you can get out of here. I don't want nobody attitude in my classroom if you're just here for a paycheck. And it's shown in your performance. I don't want no one working under me anywhere if, you, your, if your love is not in it, if your heart is not in it, if you have no positive attitude to release towards it. If you're doing things that cause someone's business to go down the drain. God showed me a lot of things about people's businesses. For example, one liquor store was so angry that this other liquor store was making so much money so what he did was had a minor go in there and be served to get his liquor license taken away from him. Now how foolish is that? God showed me seafood places. You know I like seafood. And that's why God took me to a place where I'm starting to pick my own live and cook it myself. You can't fail doing it yourself. And I realized the difference of the meat when you taste it, when it's fresh, than when you buy it like it is. A lot of those crabs and shellfish be rewarmed up so much. Rewarmed up so much that it shrink in size. And they want to charge you the regular price. Even to carry out how many wings, how many times they're going to refry the wings. Those wings in some places are in some places not always fresh. Some sandwich businesses. I got food poisoned one time. When I was pregnant with my child, went to the best doctor in the world. And he said to me, it was the mayonnaise. This sandwich shop sold me expired mayonnaise. Did I sue them for that? No. What I do? I went back there and I told him, you need to change that. That lettuce should be more fresh than that. Everything should be more fresh than that. Desserts sitting out in the fridge for weeks. If no one buy it, so what? Don't make so many at a time. God said, you know how many people drop food and pick it back up and put it back in the pot? For those who crush ice, dropping so many ice cubes, trying to rush and pick it off the floor and put it back in a container and crush it and serve a beverage?
One of my old-time favorite restaurants is McDonald's growing up. And God said to me, it's your choice. I'm not saying don't eat it. But I'm just letting you know, it's one of the filthiest fast food restaurants. And he had to teach me by having me to work there as a teenager in high school. They never changed the grease. And this is back then. I'm not speaking now. This is over what? God, a lot of years. 2002. They weren't never changing the grease. And they got so mad at me working there. Why you keep telling us about things we need to change? Just serve the people and get the money. No! Everybody wanted to get in my line all the time. Because I always gave them more food. More food. But I got in trouble one time trying to help out this man, guys. This one, this one, double cheeseburgers first came out. A McDouble first came out, and they were a dollar. And I will never forget this big guy came in there and was like, Can I get 15 McDoubles? I'm like, Oh, I. Right. So I added in a Big Mac in the bag, trying to be nice. He had 15 McDoubles plus a Big Mac. He didn't know, he was being honest. Excuse me, I didn't ask for a Big Mac. Oh, God. I got in trouble. I got in trouble. I, you know, I said, I know, I know, you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> I just give out extra fries. They ain't tell about that. It's like, oh, all right, y'all be quiet. Shh, we got extra fries. Don't say nothing. The whole time I did it on purpose. Did I notice the maintenance was disgusting? I noticed the ice cream machine was disgusting. No one cared about cleaning it. I said, we can't, I can't do this. This, this is disgusting. It's disgusting. Jesus. Lift up every business, God. No more competitors. No more false deceit or betrayal against one business to another. That they open up their hearts and receive fresh downloads. You're always providing. If you grace me in that field, I would know exactly what to do because of what you showed me. But you didn't call me to do that. But you did call me to help people regarding it. By lifting their business up in prayer. That it continue to prosper. Anything that you see behind closed doors that's deceivable. Deceiving. To the people that they supposed to serve. I pray that it stops right now. Any foolishness, any false, anything. That it stops right now. Hallelujah. Lift up every worker that they go with a positive attitude. Leave every care at your feet. Not at the door, at your feet. Because they leave it at the door. When they leave out, they're going to pick it back up again. But it's not their care to keep it. You say, cast every care upon you. Cast every care upon you. So I release it unto you. Because you care so much for them. Every single one of us, actually. Hallelujah. Every business that's of you shall prosper. But I come against those false businesses. That's causing destruction. That's causing division upon the land. 
Businesses that's filled with so much lust and greed. Human trafficking businesses and the businesses where a call girl, call guy businesses. That's not of you, God. Even the dating businesses, not of you, God. You wouldn't have someone to go out and pretend that's their date just to impress other people. That's not how you move. That's not how you bless. That's not even prosperous at all. May it all, unlike you, crumble down right now. Hallelujah. To every fast food business, not that you close, but that you know whatever happened behind closed doors, that you stop. And begin to take your job seriously. Take the restaurant seriously. Take the customer service seriously. Not to have a negative attitude to have people all in line, back to back, and you wait to serve them how you think they should be served because you don't want to be there. Release new recipes without them trying to take another person's recipe. I think it was so cruel that Burger King came out with the Big King. Supposed to have been like a Big Mac from McDonald's, but it was the Big King burger, and it had sauce similar to the Big Mac sauce. I thought that, I thought that was so cruel. Remind me of the movie called Good Burger. How can you even do that? That's not even cool. You think everybody don't know that you're trying to steal their... You can never steal what's originally supposed to be at a restaurant. That pretty much what kept McDonald's going back in the day was the Big Macs. And here's Burger King coming up with a Big King Burger. My God. What a Big Mac sauce. But it was Burger King Big Mac looking sauce. Jesus. Many restaurants guys show me are doing that. Clothing lines are too. Juice joints are too. They come and see your kind of recipes and see what you're doing. And they start gaining yours and add a little bit in it. Drop the price to gain your customers. And that's not love at all. I come against all of that. Hallelujah. Now that I lifted all that up in the atmosphere. The children places, okay, Father, should be filled with so much discovery, learning and laughter. People releasing so much effort and energy in the atmosphere towards the children and the teenagers. May they still continue the Boys and Girls Club. I remember growing up, it was so important that we joined the club because it was giving us things to do. People care. I opened up my heart to release the atmosphere from your heart, God, into the earth right now. For those who love working with children and teens, continue to have a passion to work with children and teens. Open up these rec centers. Stop using COVID as an excuse. Have the passion to help these kids. They wandering around in the malls and streets. Not having anything to do with causing the crime rate to go exceedingly high. The school year will be a success. I come against bullying. Taking advantage of kids. Peer pressure. No kids will be pressured into doing anything they don't want to do. Teachers will begin to love once again to teach the kids. Begin to see all of a sudden how important it is for them to teach and how important it is for kids to learn. They just there to receive everything you release unto them. Teachers don't give up on the kids. People don't give up on the kids and the teens. Stop speaking negativity over their lives. They're great kids. I've been around them half of my whole life. They're great kids. God showed me everything about every kid. Every teenager. And I can reach the teens more than the kids. I used to always say, God, let me, let me work in high school. Everything that I saw that God gave me, I thought, you know, let me do it. 
Why you put it in my heart to love so much? Let me do it. It was to lift up in prayer. I didn't know at the time. Because I'm still in junior high school. Even in high school. Even as I graduated from high school. I said, God, I got accepted to seven, I got accepted to seven different colleges, scholarships. Because of my, you know, grades in English literature. So good at that. So good at that. But I didn't, I was like, God, I just don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to college. It's not my thing. I didn't even want to go to high school. I just made sure I had the good grades. <laughs> didn't like it. But the thing is, it wasn't in my heart to go because what God called me to do, that would have took my distraction off. I would have been somewhere in some other state doing some other type of profession, not even operating under my gifts and my anointing. When God put in your heart to do something, just do it. It wasn't such an urge or a passion in my heart to continue on further, but I still continued on further, if you know what I mean. We learn every day, whether in a classroom or, you know, study hall or not. You're learning every day. And a lot of things that I learned in high school, I don't even know how that's even going to help me out here in earth. I don't even know how trigonometry is going to help me out here because I don't understand. I mean, they don't even exist out here. So why did I have to spend a whole year learning that? <laughs> Coming up with ways to find the answers to something that's not even going to help me out here. Seriously, I'm learning Dutch. I'm like, oh, anybody around here Dutch? Come on now. May they change the curriculum to fit the needs of what's going on in society. And not in other countries and not in 1,500 years ago. Jeez. It's good to know the knowledge, but come on now. What is that going to, what that got to do with happening in 1,300s? I understand that. Thank you for the knowledge. But what do I got to do with now? In my future. You understand? That's why they make museums. Thank you. I'd rather go to a museum than hear that in class. Teach me something I need to know. That's, my, that's what my attitude was. I was always ahead of the game. That's why I got to sit in the seven different schools. My mother was like, you want to go? But she always, had, she always put it in my heart to say, and she, she always had it in her heart to say, excuse me, it's up to you. It's up to you. But she went. She wanted, I could tell she wanted me to go just to, you know, further, like she did hers. Got her, you know, degrees. Says that in my heart to do. It's not a passion of mine. I just want to preach the gospel. I don't have to go to school for that. I'm in school for that. My entire life. Until I leave this earth, I'll be in school for that. That's what I love to do. That's my passion. They go pursue it. That's when I start going out and doing what God had me to do. Hallelujah. The kids are amazing. I'm trying to tell you, you have some amazing kids. I told God I want to get a... Um, Go back and what you call it, a reunion at Bright Horizons for these kids that I had. And they all would run to me. Most of them in high school, they would never forget me. Miss Quinesia, God. God. God, can you continue to allow me to help me help people out here? And I'm also being helped in the process. Seriously. No child should feel like they go to school and the teacher don't have them feel like they're smart enough or they can do it. I had teachers when I was in school. They pushed us. You can do it. 
They don't call you out for you to get laughed at. You know. Jesus. Come on now. I used to be pressed to go to school as a kid. Oh, don't let it be a science fair. Jesus. What you call those things? A science project with the boards and the uh, whole scientific, scientific method? Oh, I was pressed for that. I was pressed for that. So pressed to go to school. Because the smell that was in the school, it's like you could smell the books. My sister be like, man, bye, man. I might, I might care about them. <laughs> My sister always is like, I don't care about that. What do you want to be here? I'm like, I'm so excited to learn. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Such and Such. Good morning, Mr. Such and Such. I was so eager to learn. So excited to go to school. I couldn't wait. Yo, let me have no new clothes. Oh God. I ain't going to sleep. I ain't going to sleep at all that night. Or let it be a field trip. Oh, I really ain't going to sleep. Just moments like that, been on that big yellow bus on your way to a field trip. You all excited with your classmates. You got your lunch in your bag. You still got extra money to buy things. Be so excited to learn. You understand? I've been in so many spelling bees. You know, I'm so good in school. Once I start going to junior high school, you know, hit teenage years, start finding myself, you know, slipping a little bit. I'll be there to pass my grades because I'll make it there right on time before grade, you know, for the period ends. But I spent most of my time, like, hooking school. Oh, God, nothing to brag about. God, why would he talk about what I did? God, how is going to help anybody what I did in my past? Jesus. Okay, he said he wanted me to explain that, how I used to hook school and leave out the school. And with my girlfriends. Let me tell you something, it's about, like, 15 of us. And we used to always, you know, you got to make it past the, you got to make it past the, you know, the guards. And, you know, a lot of us, we got metal on, pins and stuff in our pocket, change our pocket. If the metal detective go off, they're going to know you walk past. So we had to hurry up run out the school, go down the steps and all of that. And security guards were not playing. Because the thing is, our lives were in their hands. We weren't thinking of that. We're thinking about we just hooking school just to have some fun. And they're looking like if something happened to you while you out here, we all doomed. And God, the point God sent me to make is that he protected us every time. So many things happened while we were out there. Trust me that we escaped them. And I thank God the hands out of the enemy so many times. So many things took place in those streets. And we supposed to have been in school. All the time. And I was always the one because I had a job. I was always the one who had the money. Me and like two others out of 15. And I'd be like, the same ones we want to hook with us. Y'all better have some money, man. Y'all ain't got no money to eat. Y'all, well, you better wait till after you eat lunch or something. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. But at one school I went to, man, the lunch was on point. The lunch was on point. It was Eastern High School, one of the best high schools in the world. And when I got there my ninth grade year, you couldn't tell me anything because I went to High Junior High School. And we had to wear uniforms. So Eastern High School, you had to wear no uniforms. I was happy about that. So I was working. I had my own money to buy my own, you know what I'm saying, clothes and everything. I was so excited. That's when the store last stop was like freshly out there. So I went to the last stop to give me some Persucos and Masachios and all that stuff. You know, I was, man, killing them. Reebok Classics. Oh, God. You couldn't tell me anything. We used to wear tracks. That's when tracks was very popular back then. Jesus. You couldn't tell us nothing as teenagers. 
Stay fresh. And I went up with, I never get I went to Eastern for the first time. And it was so huge. And I was like, wow, this is different from junior high school. I'm fresh meat. I'm ninth grade. They got 10th, 11th, and 12th ahead of me. My God. But I never experienced a school where at that time you can leave off to go get, but I think it was only seniors that can leave and go get their lunch, spend their lunch outside of the school and come back. But you have to have a senior's pass or something like that. But we had our own senior's pass. Just walk out the door. My God. And God protected us every time. Every time. I never forget I had a teacher who said, who called my mother when I was walking past outside her classroom window. I see your daughter. My mother was like, where is she? She supposed to be in my class. So where is she at? Outside walking past. Oh, God. I got home. Mother was like, where were you? I was at school. No, you weren't. I was. No, you were not. Stop lying. I was. Then why she such called me and man, when I went back to school the next day, I said, I, you called my mother? I fired her up so bad, y'all. And I don't even Joan. I don't like Joni. Oh, you like Ben Joan on. I fired her up so bad. So bad. But I had to apologize. You don't do that. You don't do that. I wasn't raised like that. Don't disrespect anybody. She was doing what she was supposed to do. You know? I thank God for that. And then after that, me and her got along very well. It happened to be an English literature class. And she was very Shakespeare-y. Like, you know, Julius Caesar, Romeo and Juliet. You know, we didn't care about reading in those type of terms. But we just did it, you know, because she was so excited about it. You know, got my little, my passing grade, got out of that class. I was excited to get out of that class. But anyway, make a long story short. God had his hands on our lives every time we left that school out of the safety of those teachers. But it's important that you can, you know, to not do things like that. See, nowadays, they don't, you don't even have to try to run to escape. If you want to leave, that's on you. That's your education. And they freely letting you walk out. Go ahead. Go ahead. I done seen teachers instigate fights for kids. Jesus. No more of any of that, what I just said. Jesus. With a purpose that God, another point God had me to come up here this morning, right now, full five, God, is to, is to say that um, God took me into a marriage and my heart was so heavy, I wanted to cry. God always had me in a dream where they don't see me, but I'm there as an angel. Seriously, as a human angel. And it was this husband and wife, and they had three kids. And God had me stand outside, but also he had me also to be in the foots of either the person it's happening to or the people that's affected by it. So I can feel how they actually feel and what's going on to know exactly what to pinpoint to pray for. And God had me, as I was seeing, you know, overall as, a, you know, appear to be a person that they weren't able to see, but was there. Then God allowed me to be in one of the kids' shoes and happened to be one of the teenage daughters, their oldest daughter. She's about 14. They had like two or three younger ones under that. And the father was working and the mother didn't have to work when he married her. He wanted her just to be at home with the kids and 
help him out as much as she can around the house and with the business that he has. And the job that he has, not a business, he had a job, a great job that was supplying everything. And what happened was is that they were in an apartment. And I guess she got caught up with the life. Oh, I have three of your kids. I'm sitting at home. You got a good job. You promised me we're going to be moving out of our apartment to a house soon. Then all of a sudden, he lost his job. He didn't even want to tell his wife he lost his job. Pretending he's going to work, but the thing is, he couldn't pretend too long because he didn't have no money to bring in. So he had to tell her, I lost my job. And she went in panic mode. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? He was like, I don't know. He was always, he was so calm. He's like, I don't know, but I know one thing that, you know, it's going to be, don't worry. I'm going to find another one. Trust me. Do you trust me? No, I don't. Her whole attitude changed. She turned on him because the money stopped coming in and she wanted to have a house to have her kids so she can feel important to brag about something like that. Because be honest, some of us as women do things like that. Sit around your girlfriends all day in the hair salon, nail shops, even on the phone at home and talk about the things that your husband should do and should not do. And you at home doing nothing. Come on now. That's not a helpmate. That's an irritating mate. That nobody want to be around. And they compare each other's lifestyles. Oh, we moved in our house. Oh, we're going to move in our house. So she's one of the ones. We're going to move in our house soon. You know, he's working on it. And when he told her he lost his job, the first thing she thought about is the news she got to tell her girlfriend. That's the first thing that came to your mind? Is your bragging points? Jesus, my God, my God. And she had heard to tell this man. I was a teen, I was one of the daughters. I was in the footsteps of one of the daughters, the, the oldest daughter, 14 years old. She said, I'm taking my kids and we're going somewhere else until you get a place and get me a house. Get a job and get me a house. I'm not coming back with you. This man, Mosa Gandia, Mosa. Oh, I'm so close to saying, God, take me to that home. But God said, No, you can declare it. It won't be established. Don't forget that, okay? Because this one, this, this one, out of all the dreams that God gave me, this one right here kind of really touched me to the point. Take me to that home. And God said, What are you going to do when you get there? You're not going to cuss the wife out, are you? He asked that because he knew the answer was going to be yes. And we can't do that. Can't do that, guys. We can't do that. Being real. Come on now. This man all sweet like that and take care of you. You gonna do that? Come on, man. I'll be doing that. Come on, man. Jesus. Much as he love you and the kids. And God showed me him. God had me observe him. And when she said that to him, he was like, okay. He thinking that's supposed to happen because he don't have no money to bring in the, in, in the house. He think it's okay for you to take the kids and leave it till he give you what you need and what you want. Because he's so nice like that, so sweet like that, so love you like that. And he took advantage of that and became a spoiled brat. God said, don't forget to declare, okay, Father, can I finish talking about it? I said, not like that. Okay. That one got me, God. That one got me. Jesus. And he said there, he was just sitting down on the ground. He sat on the ground. Lord himself to sit on the ground and say, okay, go ahead. Take the kids and you go ahead. 
I'm going to do what I got to do, babe. Okay, go ahead, take them. Y'all go ahead and leave me. I, come on now. Oh, God. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. See, God is he's increasing me in this, in this area. So I got to give him a good answer. You know, he's teaching me. I ain't going to show God. I'm not learning. I'm learning, God. I'm not move. You understand? You can show me more. Don't feel like you can't show me more. Seriously, if God, if God sees you being moved by it, he's going to keep you where you are until you're ready to grow up and, you know, come up higher and get received more. And I don't want to think that I'm not able to be in that position to get more and gain more. You understand? Just to help more. But that got me, though. That got me. God couldn't show me anybody. He showed me that one because guess what? It touched them, too. And he thought it was okay for him to do that. Okay, go ahead and leave me. Go ahead. You take the kids? Okay, go ahead. I love you, kids. And the daughter, the 14-year-old daughter was pissed. What do you mean? No, we're not breaking up. We can make it. The mother was like, be quiet, shut up. No, we can't. You coming with me. You're my daughter. But I want to stay with father. You coming with me. All of you. The youngest ones don't really know too much what was going on. The oldest one did. And the girl, and I felt because I was in her shoes, she was so angry at her mother. Like she don't even want to forgive her mother for what she done. She knew her father was trying the best he could. Great father, loving. Come home, kids, honey, I'm here. Bringing things home for them every day. When he, when he had the money, it was so much coming and being so helpful. Spend all his money on them, not on nothing on him. Don't even have a, a good meal to eat when he get home. Y'all go out to fast food joints. And you sitting at home all day on the phone with your girlfriends. God said, don't forget to declare, I know, father. Come on now. Come on now. And so... That's how he left off. I said, okay, go ahead and leave me. He was so hurt to even say it, but he felt like it was okay to say it to please his wife. You're right. I said, I was going to get us a house, and I, I lost my job. Go ahead and leave me. Stay at such and such a house, and I could just, you know, be where I am until I get us that. And when I get us that, I'm, I'm going I'm to get you back, baby. I'm going to get you back. Oh, God. I declare and decree. I double declare and I double decree. Not even planned this morning. So high that for some of the morning. You will not leave this man, take these kids away because of that. You will not even lose your job. In fact, you will receive promotion. In Jesus' name. You will have the house. You have the house. You're moving in the house right now. Your wife will not no longer have that type of attitude. I declare, double declare, she would not sit around and gossip all day about what you do or what you do not do. She began to put in her part and help and serve into this marriage as she's supposed to. Even as a mother to her kids, even as a woman to her own self, at least as a child unto God. She will love you, encourage you, be your helpmate, be working together, giving you ideas, you guys be a team. No slacking the home, no locking the home, no disrespecting the home, no confusion in the home, no disagreements. They make a cause of argument in the home. Everything I see, I speak against it, do my declarations. It shall not come to pass. And everything I've spoken over your marriage, prosperity, and a life of abundance and happiness. So shall it be established unto you. And God said, Amen. I thank God for showing me things like that. And all you got to do is declare it and it be established. He showed me two slices of bread. 
Jesus. Jesus. It's not so hard to start a business as you think it is. Just got to take the proper steps, the necessary steps to get to where you want to go. But when you get there, make sure you stay there by receiving heavenly downloads. Hallelujah. Jesus, God show me so many recipes. I release all these recipes you're showing me unto these restaurants, Father. He showed me recipes for an Italian restaurant, for all styles of food, all ways, different creations of food. She recipes coming like that. Even beverages, mixtures of fruits that come up with a nice smooth beverages. And, and real fruit, not canned fruit, fresh fruit, fresh everything. Not canned vegetables, fresh vegetables, fresh produce. You understand? Hallelujah. Do they keep the restaurants and the businesses clean? Keep them clean. I went to a store. I seen all these little bites and the chips and stuff. I said, what the world was these little holes in it? I bought me a Slim Jim. I'm a huge fan of Slim Jims. Looked like a, you know, a little rodent done beat me to the Slim Jim. Bit the whole top of the whole half of it. I still ate it. No, it's not the play. I'm just playing. No, I didn't eat it. I threw it away. I threw it away. No, it's not the time to play. It's not the time to play. Okay. Okay, Father. I know I threw it away, seriously. And I, um, Jesus, I played too much. Father, say it's all good. I love you, Father. Thank you for that. Forgive me, Father, for getting a little, you know, heavy hearted about that. Marriage that you showed me. You, had, you should have to remind me. You know you can declare, right? Seriously, Father. That one got me. To see that man so sweet. God says established. I don't think like that no more. To all the husbands out here. For those who don't desire your wife to work. Can I say something to you? Don't start nothing and create a person that's out of who they're supposed to be. But at the same time, us ladies, sisters, so what if he pamper you? Don't take advantage of his kindness to become a brat. That's not humility to operate that way. And I always expect something to keep coming to you. And husband, stop trying to take matters in your own hands. Your wife is your helpmate. She has ways to help you. She's created to help you. Stop sitting up trying to figure out how you're going to do things. Both of y'all go to God. It don't matter if you got a notice on your door. Father, here's the notice. We're still going to count it all joy. What do you have us to do? He would tell you. He might say, give all your money. And you already know God do things like that. You see the outer, you see, you don't see the outer picture before, you know, why you in, what you in. You know, it's more to that. And I'm have you give up all your money and, and not have you increased in any. Look what happened to me. Look at me now. Look at me now. Don't even have to work anymore. Hallelujah. 
And how it became that way is how it became that way unto the glory of God. And I'm going to tell you how. Some of you guys are created to be in these businesses to help them flourish. Some of you are created to have a passion to do things like that. Like I told God, if you call me to be a lawyer, I'll make sure I'll be one of the best lawyers in the world. A doctor, I'll be one of the best. Whatever you call me to do, even a teacher, I'll be the best. I get the best. But God so happened to call me to go around the world and preach the gospel in any way that he asked me to. Hallelujah. But I love how God showed me today how he had me do a little bit of this, do that. I did a little bit of everything out there, sales. And one of them I just, I'm just not into. It's, what, what is it? Commission? Oh, no. Whoever came up with that idea, I'm trying to tell you. You don't, you don't, you can put in all your work, but if you don't get any sales, you don't get any money. But the founder of the company is still making a profit. Nah, we ain't doing that one. We ain't doing that one. We ain't doing that one. My cousin, oh, no, nah, never mind. I ain't even gonna put that man out there like that. Well, I don't even know why I said that. Never mind. Hallelujah. <laughs> God says nothing bad. There's nothing bad. All right, let me testify. I have a cousin who got sized up for someone to tell him, oh, you're a business owner. You're, you're a business partner with me. You made partners. So you got to pay, I think, $250 and go to a couple of webinars. And you know you could become my partner with me and help make some sales. Congratulations, everyone. We're going to put it on social media for the world to see. Here's my business partner, not... And it sized him up so good on Facebook for days. I'm a business partner. And I, I saw it a mile away. They done sized you up like that. You done putting all that money in that business and it ain't nothing. Who going who to share their business with you, their license with you, and they had to go through the process and they're just going to find you out of nowhere and, and share that with you? You got to put in more than get out. And he was like, um... Everybody, I'm a business business partner. And we had people in the family was messaging. What kind of business, man? What kind of business? Sales. Oh, not mine. You can have that. He was like, everybody was happy when I said I was working at, you know what I'm saying, fast food junk. Then I said, I'm a business partner. Nobody wants to show me no support, man. Forget y'all. Forget y'all. He was, he was upset. No one wanted to support. There's nothing nobody wanted to support. We already knew what it was. It was a gimmick. You understand? How much you put in this business? Well, I put 250 you know, every week I got to pay this and pay that. But what are you getting out? Well, we don't make nothing. We don't get nothing. Man, you, you, you kidding me. You a who? My business partner. <laughs> he had his little picture up there. Little confetti falling from his name and everything. Nothing. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I guess he realized... And one would have, you know, cracked up to me. That business deal went down the drain very fast. It, I'm glad he's smart enough to catch on quick. He catch on quick. Thank God for the brains of my family. He catch on. He caught on real quick. He ain't last longer than a week. <laughs> he said, it's not for me. Now, then I got about 500 million out of a week, and I took home nothing. Nah, not for me. That went very quickly. But I just thank God for these marriages. I, you know, I see a lot of husbands who... You know, who keeping things from their wife because they don't want their wife to panic. You know, I pray for us sisters that we don't panic. We don't panic and we know who we are. We intercessor us. We go straight to the throne. We know before we even call, he already answered. 
Ask for me in my house. We're going to serve. And serve don't mean just going to church. That means knowing who we are. No devil, no demon going to play with me in my home. Even yours. You understand? No way. The whole community going to prosper. Everywhere I go. Prosperity released in the atmosphere. To everyone. Because God dealt to every man the measure of faith. You understand? Ladies, stop being so hard on your husbands. Stop being at home, taking that time, doing nothing. Go to God regarding what should you do. He provide you answers as to release. Your husband sometimes won't even have to say anything to you because you already know. What to do, how to do, when to do. Run so smoothly. I'm not here to make someone feel bad about what they shouldn't be doing or should not do. I'm here to help. What he releases to me, then release unto you to make it better. At the same time, I'm being helped. You understand? Jesus. There was this woman in the store who had six kids. And I don't know, my whole life, I always wanted six kids. You know, people's like, you, you something wrong with you? You know, you say, hey, you trip, you trip. You all right? Touching my head and everything. And she had a nerd. Just cuss them out so bad like that. All they do is they sold candy and stuff in the store. They little kids. You know, they little kids. And you're cussing at them. Get your MF and butts away from me. And they ran away from her. They were scared. Little ones. So I'm still in the stroller. And I was like, oh, you got six kids. You are so blessed. I said, I, I would love to have that many. She said, you want these? <laughs> you want these? She sure did. You, you talking to the right one. Do you want these? I said, I don't want them. I don't. <laughs> I don't. God. And she probably would have gave them to me too. I said, no, I prefer, I prefer my own, but you know, I just want that many, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't call, don't come for me. Don't come for me. You know what I'm saying? Don't come for me. Don't call me out like that. I want my own. You know what I mean? You know, I don't want to take yours home with me. And you know, I don't even want to take yours home. I want my own. You understand? And I was like, wow. Jesus. Lord, bless her, Lord. Bless her with the patience she needs to be with her kids. You understand? I don't know where the father's world, where the father were, not going to assume, never know, could have been at work. I'm not the one to assume because you see a woman with kids that she's a single mom. Because sometimes you be made a fool out of because it's not always that case. You understand. I thank God so much for the gifts of insight. But seriously, men, to all the husbands, communicate with your wife much more. Go to God regarding everything in your home. You shouldn't be scratching your head trying to figure out things when you have a heavenly father who knows all things. You understand? And to all the wives, don't just be at home doing nothing or just cooking and cleaning. It's so much more than just that. You are in ministry also. And God will put in your heart as to what to do while you are at home. So much could be done while you are at home. Hallelujah. 
We're here to help one another, not hurt one another. Not, some people don't even like to take, you know, honest criticism. And I'm not the one to criticize. I don't even criticize at all, whether it's honestly or not. I don't do that. I'm only here to help. I lift it up in prayer. You understand? I used to grow up lowering myself just to have people feeling comfortable to be around me. And God said to me, stop doing that. Because you're robbing them from them growing if you're going to always have them feel comfortable to be around you. Be exactly who you are. If they feel uncomfortable, that means they need to grow up higher. I said, okay, I won't do it anymore. Thinking like that, and I was in middle school. Middle school. Jesus. God say, out of every school I've been to, no teacher will forget me. Whether I was the best student or not, no teacher will ever forget me in their classroom. Because I was always something different about me in the class. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I pray that the school system continue to teach kids. Like I had, and I was invited to go to a couple of schools and give a talk during career day and things like that. And I did that. But this year, my son have it. I'm going to make sure I speak so well and encourage these children and teachers, the whole school, be so inspired that they're going to have me go around different schools doing that too. You understand? Ministry is ministry. However, God want to use you to minister. That's why I don't put no name to it. Because there is no name. I just put Christ. As Jesus is. That's what I'm called to do. As Jesus is. That's my title. As Jesus is. God showed me baptizing a lot of people. Just allowing them to receive the Holy Spirit. And he even showed me in a beach. I don't know what location this is. Dipping people in water. Just people just want to be baptized. Some of us are too religious with things. You have to go, you have to step up in this order. I was never like that. I am who I am. You know, license to baptize nobody. You believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, come with me. Come on now. You can't preach unless you got a, a, a you graduated from a Bible college. I'm all right. I don't got my master's in Bible college. Sit down. Now, that, is that what you call this? What you call to do? But don't put your calling on everybody else. Because God ain't said that to me. And, and God told me. And he's told me my whole life. I said, when we go to college. Now, if I go to college, I'm definitely going to go for, uh, you know, the Bible, preaching, anything. And God said, you don't have to be taught that. You are, that's a gift to you. It's your gift. Many going there to be taught how to. But this is a gift unto you. It's freely. You, smooth, you, run, you move so smoothly, freely through this gift. Operating this gift so smoothly. If you want to go, it's up to you. But that's not what I'm having for you to do. I said, we're good. Cool. We ain't got to do all that. That's that. <laughs> you understand? You didn't go to Bible college. I said, you don't have to go to Bible college. But hey. And God told me. Most of the people that you're going to be encountered that's teaching you, you should be teaching them. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm your teacher. I'm your professor. I'm your everything. And you are the best. And the only 
Thank God for you being the highest and being so good. I love you. Continue to show me people's lives just to help Father. And even if you show people what's, you know, in mind, continue to intercede on my behalf. We're here to help. Some people don't want the help. They feel as though, you know, they're not doing a good job if you're helping them. They don't want you to get in the way. It's not even that. And you know what? I'm not even a person who actually say anything. That's, that's the beauty about my gift. I don't say anything to you. Most people be so precious to say stuff. Well, you know what this? God showed me. No. I go straight to God and just see the change. And I'd be like, wow, God, you move fast. Move fast. In order to operate like that, you must be in the presence of God all the time. Stay in consecration. And that's why I'm so humble unto you guys. A lot of you guys say, she's so sweet. You're so apologetic. Not a bit apologetic. You're so humble. It's the fact that I have to remain how I'm supposed to be before God as God sent me out to be a blessing before you. And I don't take that for granted. God show me who to open up to and who not. What to receive, what not. Some just want to be heard. And you can tell who want to be heard because it don't make no sense. There's no confirmation at all in that. But I love you. I'm not going to say that to you, but I love you. You understand? I was ministering one time on a train, and a girl said God told her to come and follow after me. But all of a sudden, she started seeing how many people was coming around and, you know, wanting to hear. So one day out of nowhere, she just jumped up and started doing what God called me to do before I got there. I see her on the train ministering. I'm like, wait, what you doing? <laughs> what you doing? Okay, maybe God told her to do it on her own to branch out. She wound up coming back to me. That's your gift. That's not my gift. I tried to do what you did, but I saw you do. No one received. And you know why no one received? Because the way how you went about doing it. That was a betrayal move. You don't do that. You don't stab no one in the back. Because if you wanted me to see what you were doing, you would have brought it to my attention and say, well, can I speak today? And not try to go on a train and think you're going to take something from me that God freely given it over to me. I have been through a lot with this crowd, these, these people every, you know, people every day. For years. It didn't start out that way. It took years of them seeing and hearing and they've been engaging. And she saw the engagement. She said, okay, the rough part is over. So let me, let me, let me start doing something now. Let me capture me a couple of pictures doing it and put it, you know, post it so they can see I'm doing something. Do you know every time that it was on YouTube, me on the trains, and me getting all these invitations to get, you know, in magazines and all those things, it's because I didn't care about being seen and heard. I was like, I don't want no picture of me doing this. I just want to do it. And God said, go to YouTube one day and type up, you know, your name. And all these videos came up. And it, was, it wasn't Quine, under Quenisha, it was under, you know, Green Line Preacher Lady. I was like, wow. People, people posting things like that? Wow. But it's my time for now, guys. Your day is blessed. It's the day the Lord has made. Continue to rejoice and be glad in it. What time is it? 4.33. I'm so hyped this morning. I'm ready to go to the store, you know, start my breakfast. At four something in the morning, but I know, babe, sweetheart, it's not gonna be like that, you know. We're gonna be sleep together. You ain't gonna be getting up at four. Whatever God leads us to do, can we just put it in his hands? Jesus.
I can't speak of my own, but it definitely gonna run smoothly up in our house. I love you. I couldn't say anything without saying I love you. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you all.